Stop. Look. Listen. The Spirit is Speaking by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Eve eagerly chose the wisdom Satan offered her, obviously not satisfied with God's knowledge. Since God is righteousness and love, and she and Adam were created in his image, the knowledge he gave them did not include evil. She, however, wanted to know about the dark side. As a result, her morbid curiosity and choice of wrong knowledge caused humans, as well as all creation, to regress and over the years develop totally wrong instincts, traits, and mindsets. Here is a hard fact. If we cannot develop an appetite for truth and change, put our personal likes and dislikes cultivated from the world's thinking away for the sake of humanity, we are in real danger of going the way of other species that have lost their place on the planet. Unlike them, however, we will have eradicated ourselves and we will honestly have only ourselves to blame. Satan told Eve, If she accepted his knowledge, his wisdom, especially concerning evil, she would be like God, and she bought the lie. She obviously wished to achieve that status, and mankind has been walking in that mentality and with that desire ever since. John chapter 15 verse 5 informs us, It is impossible, however, and exposes the enemy's lie. I, Jesus, am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides, or lives, in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. God's ways have been ignored to our detriment. I hope we can see, when God's will ceased to be considered, his help solicited, and his rules broken. All went downhill from there. Plain and simple, we cannot function by ourselves. We need God's input in all things. Besides choosing Satan's wisdom, man made another huge mistake by allowing a different species to cross with us, thus producing half-breeds. Genesis chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 Now it came to pass... When men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God, angels, saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. We and all creation were created explicitly after our own kind. God said, This was very good. God that created us, And all the universe said, this was good. Crossing species of any kind, plant, animal, or man, was never intended by God, and as we have begun to see, made us and all altered inferior. By this unnatural cross, we sadly produce creatures that were half angel, half man. All of humanity, along with the creation they had been given dominion over, was destroyed by father for this rebellion, except a family of eight. Seven of the family were saved only through the righteousness of Noah. Eight is, by the way, a number symbolic of new beginnings. Seven is the number of God. 
The numbers prophetically tell us Father gave man the opportunity to start over at that time. He even gave us back creation by saving along with Noah and his family two of each species of creatures. Man's past sin, however, became a big deterrent. The crossbreeds at death lost their bodies, but their spirits remained alive, and it is these spirits, unfortunately, that harass and torment us today. These creatures were not of heaven. God did not create them, so they have no home there. They must remain on earth as it is their origin. Instead of new beginnings in righteousness for mankind, a new evil species entered the earth scene. Understand, they now needed bodies to function on the physical earth and is the reason why they are desperate to share ours. Our fault. We allowed the cross, and now it is these creatures that bring us sickness, pain, sorrow, and death. As stated before, our natures are even shaped by these creatures and our God-given abilities impaired by their presence in our lives. They plant thoughts of lust, anger, all kinds of evil in our minds, and unsuspecting mankind believes this thinking is theirs. For instance, if these spirits that were women in their physical mortal lives enter into a man's body, the man may wonder why he has the thoughts and desires of a woman. Not his thoughts not his desires. He is programmed by a spirit using his body. The mess this world is in today is largely the result of their evil tutelage, demonic mentality, and their invasion of our vessels. Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 and 13 reveals how mankind is unknowingly carrying out the enemy's plan. How you have fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, Son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. Those pioneering tourist space travel think they're following their own desires. I don't think so. Unfortunately, in Satan's world, there is little left to guide men properly this day and age, so society grows more and more evil. There is not a lot left to teach them right from wrong. God provided us with Bibles, but many do not even own one, or if they do, without proper teaching in the world's church, they have little comprehension of what they are actually reading. Evil twisted thinking has therefore entered into all areas of man's life. Remember, we chose wrong, so today we have almost forgotten what is right. As a side note, did you know Adam and Eve were actually highly intelligent beings, nothing like the description of early man science wrongly teaches. However, they knew nothing of sin, evil, or death. Just think, Adam named all of creation, animals, insects, fish, fowl, everything. Doesn't sound like caveman mentality to me. But the point I wish to make, he along with his wife, chose Satan's knowledge, and it is through the world's knowledge mankind has become masters at sin, and their conscience is quite okay with it.
In fact, immorality has become an accepted way of life. Man no longer fears God or the consequences of sin. Many were taught, once saved, always saved by the church, and they say we're all destined to die anyway. Lies, lies, lies. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 proves this wrong. For the wages of sin is death. Think about that. But the gift of God is eternal life. I would rather choose this. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, His blood covers our sin as we repent. Here recently, many are placing their hope in science, who is saying through their research, humanity is on the brink of immortality. It is in its infancy, they say, but appearing very possible. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 22 and 23 proves this thinking wrong too. For as in Adam all die, all those not born again, filled with the Spirit and in love with God's knowledge, are Adam. Even so, in Christ all shall be made alive. Remember, we can do nothing without him. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward those who are in Christ at his coming. Not scientific breakthrough. Let me ask you, have you ever really questioned your own destiny? Or wondered why mankind leads the problematic life we lead today? You see, the majority are so out of line with the Lord through not being taught his will, it is pathetic. If man only had God's knowledge, think about this for example. Mankind all over the world is at odds with one another based simply on the fact we are of different nationalities. The Word said all along, we all have one Father and one blood. We fight and war over land as well and are divided into separate nations, countries, states, etc. When God generously gave us the whole planet and all its resources for our home, I am sure poverty and lack is all about man's faulty distribution and that God built the planet big enough for us all to have an area of our own for our families. Also, had we handled the land properly, as outlined by God, and eaten according to His will, there would be no shortage of food or climate change with its damaging, warming trend either. All that is wrong with both us and the planet is again our fault and was masterminded by the enemy. As brought out before, he has successfully used mankind over and over to fulfill his dreams and desires. He hates us, hates our Creator, and wants the planet for himself and the evil species of creatures he developed by crossing man and angels. They are Satan's household, his body, raised up with the intent to defeat the body of Christ, divide and conquer the tabernacle of David, promised by God to lead mankind to a better life. Can you see why the enemy must keep us at odds with one another? He knows he was defeated by the Lord at the cross and is also aware this victory is to be implemented for humanity through his house, the tabernacle of David, in Father's timing. 
It will be the end of the world's time and Satan's final era when this happens. Christ's victory is already complete and ready to implement, but it will not be manifested until the tabernacle of David is raised and his body rises. Again, it is through this body and this house the Godhead will restore creation. It must, however, first be united in love, knowledge and vision, and made solid enough through truth-based faith. Satan cannot again divide it. Remember, God's laws, love prevails, truth sets us free, and if we unitedly have one mind and one vision, nothing can be withheld from us. The power this generates cannot be defeated. Yet, look at what we have done and are still allowing the enemy to do to us. He is, for instance, counterfeiting the church glorious, God's true church with mega churches that are being raised that are so close to truth and seem to be on the cutting edge of what God is doing, yet direct the flock to see politics, science, and man as the solution. Do you see what is hindering our restoration? Realistically, it appears there is no way humanity is ever going to unite to accomplish becoming one body or for the house of David to be reconstructed. We should therefore be so thankful, the Lord said, he would return and build the tabernacle of David. We on our own could never accomplish it. Acts chapter 15 verses 16 and 17 guarantee success. After this, when man asks for me to intervene, understands they cannot build the church, my house themselves. I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, defected, defiled, turned into a house the son of David would never occupy. I will rebuild its ruins and I will set it up. Incidentally, he will choose polished living stones to build his house, ones that walk in God's will and obey his law, so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. You see, the house, the tabernacle, must be raised so direction can be given for the body to be completed and restoration to come forth. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. He will do it. How? Through restoring truth to his government and uniting them as the head of his body, the house of David. In turn, the rest of creation will be restored as the body comes to full stature through the knowledge served to them by the house of David. So you see, if we want this restoration, it is imperative we understand the house and the body. Let us read from Ephesians chapter 4 to grow in this area. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. There is one body, not denominations, different gods or doctrine, and one spirit, the Holy Spirit, that guides this body. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, 
who is above all and through all and in you all. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 8 and 11. Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men, meant to bless mankind. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. These are not titles. They are working servants. They are God's gifts to humanity, Christ's gifts to the church. Yet many are unaware they even exist due to the false teaching in the church. Even those that are called have no real idea of what it is they are to do. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 12 through 16 shows us what these gifts were to do for God's people. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, God's people are not pew ornaments. They are to be working parts of His body. For the edifying, meaning for providing more instruction of the body of Christ. This is why there has been so much sin in the world's church. No instruction outlining what it is God asks of His people, and the people have become dissatisfied with the lukewarm attitude of the leadership towards it. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Till the body is not walking in the world's knowledge and according to man's intellect any longer. To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, until the body is completed and has feasted at all his holy convocations at the urging of the fivefold, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, not fooled by the world's church, no matter how much hoopla and exciting it seems, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men, ones not led of the Spirit, but are walking in intellect, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, selfish intellect, and financial schemes. But, speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into Him, who is the head, through His government, the fivefold, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together, by what every joint supplies, proof, We all have a job in this body God means for us to do, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Just attending church, giving a tithe, is not what is meant here. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Many think of their denomination as the body of Christ. Others think it is everyone that is baptized. Both are wrong answers. To be ignorant of Christ's body or the house of David, either one will leave us alone in the middle of the tribulations without his guidance or anyone to help. We will be looking in all the wrong places for answers and for the most part hopelessly expecting worldly leaders, scientists, politicians, etc. to solve our problems. This, my friends, is one of the biggest mistakes we as mankind have made all along. We look to man rather than the one that created us. Those caught up in today's politically-minded church, looking to the world leaders to solve the earth's problems, 
please pay attention to what we're going to read next so we do not continue making the same mistakes. 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 6-9 through 9, is a great example of our awful decisions and how we ended up where we are. But this thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. Not satisfied with the man God chose to guide his people, so Samuel, a forerunner of the fivefold ministers God gave to man as gifts to give them another chance to be led by him, prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. You see, God ruled his people through his priest, through his government. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day, with which they have forsaken me. Babylon has taught her people to love the leadership of the world, cars, homes, etc., and served other gods. So they are doing to you also. Now therefore, heed their voice. However, you shall solemnly forewarn them and show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. Man chose to pick their own leadership, avoiding guidance from God through those he chose to guide and direct through. What a mess these kings have made through the world systems, I might add. Did you realize God actually refers to them as beasts? Since it is the enemy that backs and programs them, they unfortunately operate for the most part through lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and pride of life, and the masses suffer severely, as God prophesied they would. At your leisure, read 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 11-18, through 18, and update it in your mind to today. Has all this caused the world's people to turn back to God? No. In fact, the enemy has turned much of humanity further away from the Lord by disappointing mankind through the world's church and its hired leadership rather than those chosen of God. Hypocrites, liars, prophets prophesying false hope in man, charismatic, entertaining teachers of false doctrine, tickling their ears with little or no morals demanded of the flock, have successfully driven God's people that are sincere out of the church. Many of these disillusioned ones, especially those that have not been raised in truth, have unfortunately, unfairly connected God to the conduct of this leadership. As a result, there are many disillusioned ones today that do not believe in God at all. Again, man's fault. We chose a king. So please understand, as a part of God's plan for our restoration, He will raise up the body of Christ through the house of David, referred to as the tabernacle of David, and again, give man an opportunity to make a fresh choice to choose his leadership, his government. You see, the key to entering God's kingdom and His house, or seeking advice from it, is to see it and receive it as his personal direction, his personal guidance through those he chooses to lead through.
see him in his government. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 tells us, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is our only hope. You see, he returned to the spirit realm 40 days after the cross, so now needs a body to live in to restore and heal creation and make things new. God through the years has given us plenty of prophetic words to help us spiritually see this as well as physically understand and recognize the key. Isaiah chapter 22 verse 22 the key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder, speaking of a body, so he shall open when the key is on his shoulder, and no one shall shut, and he shall shut, and no one shall open. Again, when the key is on his shoulder, whose shoulder is this key to be on? Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 explains, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Sounds like Jesus to me. And the government, the key, will be upon his shoulder. So the government is the key. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Revelation chapter 3 verse 7. And to the angel, or messenger, of the church in Philadelphia, the church of brotherly love, united with a bond of love, is who will be given the key. Right, these things says, he who is holy, he who is true, it is Jesus for sure. He who has the key of David. So the key to the house of David is his government, those he gave as gifts to the church, the fivefold ministers. He who opens and no one shuts and shuts, and no one opens. He will do this when his government is in place. We can see now why the enemy tried his best to rid the church of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, The Spirit would teach us all things, and Satan wants us ignorant. Isaiah chapter 33 verse 6 shows us why. Wisdom and knowledge, God's, will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Secondly, the gifting of the apostles and prophets cannot operate without the Holy Spirit's anointing. Satan quickly stopped them from functioning on behalf of God's people by teaching through his churches that the apostles and prophets are not for today, even suggesting that their gifting is demonic. This is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So understand, without all five offices up and operating, the body of Christ has no head. It is Ichabod. So the key to Christ writing things on this planet is seeing his government restored and it directing his body. Across the earth, there are people called to the fivefold ministry that are not fulfilling their duty out of ignorance. They are as caught up in the world's church as Jonah was trapped in the belly of the whale three days and nights. Likewise, the government of God has been in the clutches of Babylon, the world's religious systems, 
A thousand years is as a day to the Lord, and it is two thousand years plus since the cross, so we are in the morning of the third day. Since God's day start with sunset, technically it has been three nights and three days since Babylon swallowed up the early church. It is time, children of God, we are set free. Time for his tabernacle to be completed. Time for his body to rise. So break free from organized religion, mystery Babylon the Great, all of you called to the fivefold ministry. Run to where truth is served so you in turn can feed God's starving flock. Look at the fruit of those around you. If you see immorality in any area, look further. You are still in Babylon. In Revelation chapter 18, verse 4, the Lord tells us how to free ourselves of her so we can be about our Father's business. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. Apostles, you have many jobs to do. For one thing, if you're not on duty, the universal kingdom work does not have the proper umbrella covering it needs to move forward. There is no one for God to steer the church through, no one for Christ as commander-in-chief to lead the battle against the enemy. The word also says, believe the prophets and prosper. Well, we must know where they are to heed their warning and benefit from their prophetic word. In fact, all of those called to be a part of the head of Christ's body must erase much of what religion taught you about your job and dine on truth so you can in turn feed God's knowledge and raise up others to fulfill their place in the body. What has been taught to the evangelist, pastor, and teacher in organized religion is so far from God's desire for them, it is sad. I say sad because so many of those that wanted to serve have turned from the Lord because of moldy bread instead of fresh manna. They saw the unchastened bad morals, lies, hypocrisy, and money-hungry vultures and backed away. Time to run to the battle fivefold. There is much to do. God's people have been duped by the enemy way too long. And on top of that, heaven and hell are about to clash in the biggest battle ever, and we must be prepared. So in closing, Stop holding hands with Babylon and run to where truth is being taught. Look at what she has done to God's people and the shape the world she mentors is in. Listen to the soft, gentle voice on the wind. You will hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. He has all the answers. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you.